0: all right everybody welcome back you are listening to the minding mind podcast where we live life with ease connection and permission to just be i'm your host Evelyn Lavasser, and welcome back to another episode today i get to sit down with my friend hannah mckittrick to talk all about get ready for this guys cooking the gate to intuition and i cannot wait for you to hear more But before we get started, let me introduce my friend here. Hannah is an alchemist culinary healer who's paving a new way of health that ditches the diet and instead combines energy with food to bring more lightness into your entire being, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. She studied culinary school in Italy, Eastern medicine at the Academy of Healing Nutrition, and even healed her own gut of Crohn's disease through food. Her business, My Intuitive Health, has helped hundreds of women truly nourish their soul health from the inside out, using food and connection as the catalyst that raises their vibration. Love that. She holds a healing yet playful space for women to have a ridiculous amount of fun while cooking healthy meals during her transformational cooking programs and culinary wellness retreats in Southern Italy. Welcome to the podcast, Hannah. Thanks, Evelyn. It's so fun to be here. Excited to have you. Why don't, in your words? I mean, I know I gave your uh, a little bit of an introduction, but I love the idea of like playfulness and fun and just like literally infusing your days and your health with joy. So, like, tell us a little bit about like how did you get into this?
1: Well, <laughs> I got into the whole fun, joy, play thing because my mind has a bit of bit of a pull sometimes in life and can get me into some trouble. And so I used to, in my first cubicle, I had this quote across my desk. This was like foreshadowing what I was going to do. And it was like, life isn't nearly as serious as the mind makes it out to be. And that just like says it all for me, for people who take themselves seriously, it's like nothing really wrong. Like let, you know, put a smile on your face, like cheer up, you know? And so that is definitely one of my core values Is like lighten up let's have fun don't take yourself too seriously if you burn the squash don't worry it still tastes yummy burnt so that's kind of how I got into that philosophy and how I got into doing what I do I'm First and foremost, I'm obsessed with food. I love food. I think it's so yummy. I I kind of speak food language, even from a young age. I can just, I can feel the vibrations of food and I know what goes well together. And when I was embarking on my career path, I, I started out in the corporate food industry. So I was doing sales, but it still had to do with food. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And after like a year, I got bored. And so that's when I quit my job and went to culinary school in Italy. And it was absolutely amazing. It was one of the best experiences of my life. And every day I would wake up and the days were just filled with so much exuberance and fun in the kitchen with the community and the people and the view that I, it just, it really set the bar for me of how, how good life can be, how fun life can be. And so I went home and I was like, okay, how do I top this? And, you know, I, I kept trying to fit myself back into the corporate mold, started working at Italy on their marketing and and events team thinking like, oh my gosh, perfect. Like Italy food and, and and it and i was i was missing wellness i was missing the the spiritual aspect the groundedness the mindfulness like i was like why aren't you got like why are you guys sitting at a desk for 10 hours a day this isn't this isn't how we should live and so that's when i kind of steered my path more towards the wellness industry and i started learning what i had already discovered for myself when i was younger so like backtracking. Like you said, I I healed my gut from Crohn. So I've had Crohn since I was 12, but I haven't had a flare up in 12 years. And that was, that started when I, after college, I turned to food to actually heal my gut because the doctors were going to have to do surgery. And I didn't want that. And so I worked with a holistic practitioner and ate a very neutral clean diet for a couple months to actually heal my gut. And so I thought that was kind of fascinating. And so that's, that's when I went and started studying nutrition and kind of more of the why behind that. And long story long, I ended up eventually bringing all of those kind of passions together with the food and the cooking and the joy and the health and the nutrition and the travel and brought it together into my community of now how I host my programs.
0: What made you go like the naturopathic route in that sense? Because I feel like, you know, you're talking 12 years old where you're having these issues, right? And it's so easy for us, especially being in like Western culture, to just listen to the doctor, hear what they have to say, you have this issue you know, either we repair it this way, or we give you medication this way. We don't tend to have conversations around like how we're feeding ourselves around. Yeah.
1: It's, it's so fascinating because so from 12 to 19, I was on the doctor's path and I was totally in survival mode. I wasn't, I was not doing holistic nutrition. I was like, give me chicken fingers and fries. I don't want to look at any of you doctors. I don't want to hear any I was, I was a very rebellious patient, I guess you could say. But I think also like looking back actually as we're speaking intuitively, I feel like I knew that something was off because what they were telling me to eat, like wasn't didn't feel true because they were telling me to eat like high fat things and like do these things to gain weight and as a 12-year-old I wasn't like, guys, let's under let's let's address the underlying issue, don't you think? But I think now looking back no wonder I was so resistant because they were trying to mask the symptoms and instead of actually getting to the root of it. And so I did that for what's that 7 years and then when I was 19 is when I had this huge flare up and my mom was the one who had seen this guy speak before and she had kind of had it in the back of her head but didn't want to be pushy. So she just had offered it gently maybe like a year ago and I declined because I didn't, didn't want to change my diet, right? Like who does? that? That's a commitment. And then when the doctors were threatening surgery, I was like, okay, I feel committed now. Like, mom, can we can we do this? And so that's, that's kind of how I did that. It was, it was kind of like, it was an either, or like do the surgery or try this. And so this was kind of my last, like hurrah of last attempt in order to avoid the surgery.
0: So what did it look like for you? Like meeting the naturopath, talking about like healing yourself through you know a natural way with food what did like how drastic was the change for you and how were you able to do that at such a young age
1: yeah so i was prescribed a diet of whole grains so like brown rice and cooked vegetables and there were some vegetables that i couldn't eat cuz they were too acidic and that was basically it for a couple months and so it was pretty drastic i i could have some lean proteins like fish occasionally some nuts occasionally and i was a little reluctant but also a little hopeful but it was it was hard like i was i was kind of blindly trusting that it would work. And, you know, people would come up to me and they would say, Oh, like, do you, you must feel amazing, right? Like you're eating so well. And, and I, I didn't, I did not feel amazing. I felt bloated because like I was eating a lot of vegetables and I felt irritated because I was 19 and I had to pack a bag of butternut squash everywhere I went to go out with my friends. And, 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 That is really what led me into creating my intuitive health. Like the way that I teach, preach and live is like not neglecting what your soul and mind want to an extent, because that summer, my body was completely nourished. Like my body had absolutely everything that it needed, but my soul was sucked dry because I didn't have my joy because I didn't have my flexibility in the foods that I was eating. And so for me, after that summer, I was able to add things back in because my gut had done its thing and built up the strength and the microbiome, a healthy microbiome to actually be able to digest other foods like wine and pizza and have it not really rock the boat at all. And that is still how I eat to this day. I I have a really strong base of the health, but I have a really strong base of like cookies in my freezer that I love that I had one last night and some focaccia. And, and so part of it is finding that own balance. And part of it is bringing that like level of joy into what you're eating so that your system can digest it even better. Because when you're contracted, then your digestion slows.
0: 100%. And, and I even love the idea of you saying that, Like having joy in your eating, because you know, in the wellness industry, a lot of people are like just hardcore with the idea of food is just fuel, just eat X, Y, and Z and move on. But like for me, food is not just yes, it it's fuel, yes, it's nourishment, but also it's like tradition and culture and joy and connection. And like, you know, there's so much to like to sit down and have a meal especially with someone else is not just about the food that's on the plate. And like, you know, I know that there are times where I eat specific foods and I feel transported. Like I can, I feel like I'm with my mom cooking or I feel like I smell certain things cooking on a stove and I can like, I feel my grandmother with me. So like that, that idea of joy is like, is just such a great way to look at it and change perspective about like food feeling like this heavy uncomfortable thing that is bad, right? Like we tend to, we're not eating all the vegetables all the time. Then we have like these judgments and shame and guilt about the way that we're eating, but really like there's so much fun.
1: Right. And like we would be amiss to not tie in the emotional aspect of food because of course, like, like you said, it's a sensory experience and no one should feel like they're depriving themselves ever. And So it's like finding that sweet spot balance where your body also doesn't feel deprived, right? And so like, this is what I love helping people do is like maximize that. So it's like, let's take this gut healing meal and make it taste so freaking yummy that like even your teenage daughters love it and like your partner loves it and like you're craving it, you know? Like tomorrow night we're doing roasted, toasted cashew, roasted red pepper pesto tossed in zucchini noodles with artichokes hearts and sun-dried tomato shrimp with white wine. I don't know. It's, it's, and it's, it's Valentine's day. That's the kind of the theme it's red. And it's like, it's packed with vegetables, whole foods, whole ingredients. It's so simple and it's going to taste succulent. And like it came out of a five-star restaurant and it's just, you know, it's, it's just, Food prepared with flavor,
0: really, it's like not not hard. Yeah, I think too. There's this like, this this false connection that we all have, or have had, that healthy food has to be bland and boring. Eating healthy is like chicken and steamed broccoli, and totally right. We're like, you could eat that every day.
1: Yeah. I know. I tell people like if they have an option of like chicken, unseasoned chicken, and steamed broccoli, I would, li- or, and pizza, I would literally rather them eat the pepperoni slice of pizza, because I, in my opinion, I think that can be healthier for a holistic pro approach than like depriving yourself and forcing yourself and like giving yourself all these like shame things as you're eating the chicken. Like, I have to eat this. I have to be good. Like this tastes so bad. Like that literally increases your stress hormones, your cortisol levels, which like I said, slows your digestion versus like if you're on the beach with your family and you're starving and someone gets a a pizza and you have a slice, like that's like, oh my gosh, memories with your family. It's the summer. I'm really enjoying this. This tastes so good. Like that increases your happy hormones and your gut likes to be happy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it just I, I, I wish that more people could see and I think that they are seeing because I do see like a huge shift in conversation, especially like the more that I surround myself with people who think like me, like you, for instance, ex- for instance, like I see a shift in women kind of alleviating themselves of that stress around food and that stress around like I have to do things a specific way and really learning one like getting on the path or at least being alerted to wanting to be on the path of trusting themselves first, learning to listen to what their body's actually saying, recognizing that like when we force ourselves to eat a certain way, to look a certain way, we we spend our life feeling like we'll never be enough of the thing we're trying to be, right? So like the, I feel like it's all tied together, like healing the food relationship really heals the self-relationship. Or vice totally intertwined. And like learning to find joy in your food also is like a reminder to just infuse joy into your whole day. Like, why would we work so hard for this life that we create to not be able to love it?
1: exactly it's it's a microcosm right like if you can have fun in the kitchen like it starts there it starts there with an energy shift of how you get to show up like in my in my containers that i hold for people like i i command playfulness like sorry if you're not playful you will be by the time you come in it just it's an energy shift that people get to step into and then they get to bring that into their food and food is energy and so it's really important the energy that you are while you're handling your food, it's like, it's almost like food Reiki, you know, it's like you, your hands have that power to bring playfulness into your being. And um, one of the things I like too is, you know, instead of thinking of, is this healthy? Should I eat this? Should I eat that? I really like thinking of food in terms of and this is a little woo, but that's me. So like in terms of vibration and energy. And so when you're in the morning thinking of what you want to eat, some people can like get a gut knowing and they just know. And sometimes I like to think of the different options. And so like, say for instance, grapes or a banana or oatmeal, like say those are the three options. You can you can tune into yourself and think of grapes And just think of the emotions and the feelings that they evoke. So for grapes, it might be a little like vibrancy and lightness and nourishment. For the oatmeal, it might be more grounding and hearty and comforting, but also it feels like still healthy, you know what I mean? And so thinking of the food in terms of its own its own energy words can help you to tune into what you want without necessarily thinking about calories, because that is not super beneficial.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I love, like, I usually start out by tell. let me go back for a second. I was a chronic dieter for the longest time for the longest time. And I lived my life on so many rules. Like you have to have just, I don't know, boiled eggs, some veggies or some blueberries, and that's that. So I will literally wake up now, and instead of ever thinking about what I should have, I literally, I kind of just kind of pause and like, what are you? In the- what are you even in the mood for? What does your body even feel like it wants right now? And I can tell very quickly. Like it's like if I give myself the option of like oatmeal or a shake, or I I love a smoothie bowl in the morning. Things like if I give myself the option and just sit with it for a second, like my body will absolutely tell me like I do not. <laughs> want this thing at all. Or yeah, this feels good for me right now. But yeah, some days it's like the smoothie bowl is delicious. I put a little vegan protein in there. Some days it's like, no, I want like the warmth and that like, I feel like a bowl of oatmeal with my hot cup of coffee feels like a warm hug.
1: Totally. Exactly. And that's like your own food vibration dictionary, because it's different for every person, right? For some people, oatmeal might be like, that sounds like my grandmother and I don't want it. Like, you know, but first it's like, it, and it depends on your own specific constitution. Yeah. So I love that you're able to like tap into that so quickly.
0: I can even feel like if there's times where I miss my mom, when we were little she would make oatmeal on Saturday mornings and her and I loved it so much that like it would be coming out of the pot and we would be taking spoonfuls and burning the hell out of our mouths, but like taking bites of it and just like, oh, oh, this is so good. But it's like, I can't have oatmeal without thinking of her, right? so, yeah, I I love that. So tell me a little bit about like how you, when you work with your clients and you're trying to like infuse this fun and joy into cooking, like what does that look like?
1: It looks like stripping away the rules, right? Because it's like, like you said, you, you lived so many diet diets of other people telling you, telling you what to do. I don't do that. I tell everyone. So like, so the way I like to work with people is through virtual cooking programs, because I think you learn by doing, and it is an easy way to, bypass the mind and just get straight into the body so that you remember it on a cellular level. So my programs look like virtual cooking programs and coaching. So they're intermixed with that. And so people like, so the recipe that I shared, the dish that I shared earlier, that's what we're going to be cooking tomorrow night in my mastermind program. And so they got a recipe. And a shopping list, and they're going to show up tomorrow night. And I'm going to tell them this is just a framework. Like you can feel free to adjust as you go, adjust based on what you have in your pantry. If something, if you don't like something, like feel free to substitute it. And here are my five suggestions of what would be a comparable substitute. And so, number one, I give people back their own freedom to do what they like, and also what feels convenient. And so I encourage people, if chopping a butternut squash feels overwhelming, it does for me, buy the pre-cut butternut squash. And you know, like, yeah, maybe it's not as like whatever perfect as growing it in your own garden, but it still gets vegetables into your system and it alleviates the stress. So I think that's absolutely perfect. And I also really encourage flexibility. And so, in terms of health, so I like to teach a framework base of whole foods and vegetables combined with flavor. Flavor makes it fun. And that's like what people can grab on when they're thinking, what can I eat that'll be healthy? That's generally a pretty good overarching, simplified nutrition, whole foods and vegetables and then from there i encourage flexibility and so it's like have the wine while we cook add the extra cheese like have a like have a cheese and cracker plate beforehand have, you know what i mean like and since you have that base of the whole foods and the vegetables adding in that flexibility of whatever your heart wants and what your soul wants it it really allows you to sustain a healthy lifestyle and it is balanced but it's like it's a structured balance for both your body, mind and soul. So it's like all, all of you feels good by the end of the night. And so I think that helps to bring in the fun and the play because it's not, it's not like you don't have to do anything. This is just, this is just what I'm serving, just take it or leave it. And yeah. And it's fun to see what people, the variations that people do and yeah. Yeah.
0: How do you go about teaching like the, you mentioned that like you can pretty intuitively understand like what pairs well with other things and what Mm -hmm. were like specific foods. Is that something you feel like you can teach or is that just kind of a trial and error? Well, yes,
1: absolutely. It's something you can teach. It's something you can learn. And it's something that you learn best by doing and tasting. And so I'll, I'll keep using the same example for tomorrow night my thought, I'll often explain my thought processes as we're cooking, right? Because I'm not just like silent chopping, right? Like I'm chatting and people are listening. And so I'll explain like, this is why I'm using cashews. Cashews can blend really well and they get really creamy and they also have a subtle nuttiness. And so that's why I want to put them into this sauce to thicken the sauce while also adding a bit of healthy fat and protein. So that's like an example. And like I'm adding basil because basil is so, it's the quintessential ingredient in pesto and it's really fresh and it adds that vibrancy to the dish. And I'm adding roasted red peppers because they naturally are sweet, but also elevates the flavor without you having to do anything because you get them in a jar. So I'll start to kind of explain my thought process and then people are doing it. They're cooking for themselves, they're tasting for themselves and thinking, and they're subconsciously and consciously making the links of like, oh yeah, this, this goes well together. Like, oh, I actually don't like roasted red pepper. So next time I'm not going to use them or something like that.
0: I love that. I loved when, so I did Hannah's cookwell program. I think it was, was it early last year? I don't remember actually. I feel like the last three years are a blur. It might've been two years ago. Yeah. So Armand works a lot at night when it's basketball season. And Jaden was swimming at the time. So Mia and I would do the class together. So every week we'd get together and we would like get our recipe up, make sure we had everything ready from our grocery list. And then we would like chop everything up and say, it was like an experience for the two of us. It was bonding for us, but like Mia's like my little chef in the kitchen. She loves Mm to flavors and try different things. Just last week, we made a pizza that we've made together with like sauteed onions and spinach and the ricotta cheese it was just delicious but I loved like I loved that it wasn't an experience just for me it was one that I could share yeah and it kind of it does it just made more fun in the kitchen
1: right and people like people are so go 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 with absolutely everything we do and so having something like this on the calendar is having a forced pause to slow down and make it into a sacred ritual instead of just like trying to throw something together it it by nature brings the joy back into something that actually like is fun and like i swear to god if you don't like cooking like think again because because I think that you can find a way to make it easy for yourself or how it works for you or yummy for yourself so that it does feel enjoyable. And having that time on the calendar that you know that you can like get out of your mind and just focus on chopping and like not taking yourself too seriously, not thinking about your to-do list, like you're just here and now in the present moment focusing on what you're doing and it's it's a creative
0: outlet, you know. I think I love I love this part too of what you're saying is that not only do we tend to believe that like healthy eating is bland and boring, but also then there's this other thought that the delicious meals are difficult. Tons right. of stuff. right. You know, you have to be a professional in order to put it all together. Like Listen, when I when I took your cook well program, I said to and I told you in the beginning, like I don't I don't play with tons of flavor. I don't play like I have a lot of traditional Spanish dishes that I love to cook. Yeah. It's like, you know, you get into that routine of cooking the same seven or eight freaking things over and over and over again. Um, And when you started introducing me to all these different flavors, I was like, I don't know about this. And then I was like, wow, this is really good together. Um, Really good. But then, and then, you know, I was also able to kind of customize it because I have a lot of food allergies too. Um, But it just like alleviated that feeling of, I, I know that healthy eating doesn't have to be bland, but I also learned that like delicious, meals that feel like just very rich. They Mm -hmm. feel very rich, but they happened like with ease, ease. I think, okay. So two years ago, then Mia was nine at the time. So cooking with my nine-year-old daughter was like simple. And the majority of the time, like I was cutting stuff up and she was doing a lot of the cooking. So delicious, but simple enough, you know, for my nine-year-old to.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I loved it. So like, how do you how do you feel like you get people to kind of buy in to the idea that like food is fun and, you know, it doesn't have to be boring, bland, difficult, or even like the stress, you know, there's memes all over the place of like, nobody told me adulting was figuring out what the hell to eat every day the rest of my life, right? Like, how do you kind of bypass that thinking and invite them to say like, this can actually be really good for me?
1: yeah so it is i don't convince anyone anything i'm not available for that but they get to experience it it's a hands-on felt experience and their entire system shifts and so someone who will join like maybe they haven't always loved cooking maybe they used to love it but they got out of it or maybe they really just want to not take themselves or their food or their diet or their health so seriously and they have a feeling that there's another way of being they have a feeling that it isn't supposed to be this hard and so those type of people commit to it and then they get to experience it and so It's I don't think I've (laughs) I don't think I've ever had someone do a class with me and not not shift their energy into having fun and into being playful because it's it's just that powerful. You know, it's it's both the space I hold, but it's also what other people allow themselves to and train to and step into. And by someone committing to it, they are committing to another way of being. And so they get to show up in a different way and they get to create a new experience for themselves that rewires the way that it used to be done for them in whatever way that might look. And so I'd say for people doing it, it's like, once they taste their food, they're like, holy shit, this is so good. Like every time. And it's like, yeah, part of it is like, you know, it's, it's a nice yummy recipe, but the other part is that they're bringing this intentionality into their ingredients. Like that's all it is with a little intention and care and thought into the ingredients. Like it doesn't have to be complicated. And so I think when they get to have that full sensory experience, it's, yeah there's there's no convincing.
0: Yeah and I think also there's that you what you're talking about is a lot of like the work that I do as well when when we're talking about just wellness as a whole like when you start to do anything that shifts the way you care for yourself you're literally sending signals to yourself consistently of your worthiness and your value and you know the the just the idea that I am worthy of the time and energy it takes to cook a simple meal with my family. And when you start to feel that for yourself, like you can't help but put that out too. like the more that I take care of me mentally and emotionally, the more I show up for my family differently. Like I am a different woman because I love myself. But also that translates into me being a different wife and a mom. Like I'm supposed to be for the people that I love the most because I deem myself value of the energy it takes to care for myself. So when you are, you know, not only just mental and emotional health, but now take wellness, excuse me, taking that energy and bringing it into your home, you're shifting the energy in your home. You're shifting the relationships. You're shifting the connections. You're shifting like, the conversations, you're shifting your own traditions. You're like literally reshaping your reality from the inside out.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's an elevation for sure. People get to step in and elevate their frequency. And, and the thing is, it's like, healthy eating and well-being that's that's an innate truth for us all that inevitably equals more alignment and i just help people create the path of least resistance in obtaining that and so when they're in their alignment like that they that radiates out that joy radiates out because like that there's there's a congruence with how they want to show up and how they are showing up and people can feel that
0: yeah that's the thing is that I I was just talking to someone about this on a separate podcast where I was saying like, every time you do things that go against like your own core values, mm-hmm. your body feels that betrayal. Yeah. Feel, that's why it feels like, that's why you feel discomfort. That's why you feel like insecurity. That's how you feel like limiting beliefs and and, and even self-disgust like at some times. That's because you're living like in complete misalignment to- what you actually value, and it's like uh, finding that finding that middle ground, finding that agreement, right? Is like when you just start to feel ease in your day and ease in your decision making, and just Absolutely. just yeah. like, peace. Like I, I really am excited to just be. That's just it's like a simple reality. I love.
1: Yeah. I, I, I tell people like it gets to be easy and it has to be fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 100%. I love it. I love that you get to like change women's lives and energy from the kitchen,
1: from the inside out, baby one, one shop at a time. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's really fun. I, I really, really love it. So
0: you tell us a little bit about like what it looks like for your retreats and are your retreats exclusive to your mastermind?
1: So, um, this is an exciting year because this year is actually the first year that one can go on just my Italy retreat. So beforehand you got to do the whole mastermind. I do have a mastermind that goes to Italy. And then I also, I have this culinary and wellness retreat in Southern Italy. And so that's where I actually went to culinary school. I bring people to the magic and that is May 1st through 7th this year. And it's all about bringing forward the most lively, light, happy version of yourself and shedding all the shit that's not that in between cooking classes, healing sessions, like mind body soul circles, April Spritz parties, winery tours and tastings of course, lots and lots of tastes of everything. And it's yeah, it's it's really I love the retreat because a lot of a lot of self-growth can focus on getting really into the shadows, which I think is fine and like, you know, there's a time and place for that, but this isn't like let's fix what's wrong with you. It's more like, let's have so much freaking fun. And in the fun is the healing in the play. And in the, the joy of letting yourself receive this like luxury retreat is, is the healing. And so, yeah, that is really fun. And then I also have my Cookwell program coming up, which is it's a nine week program, which we kind of talked about most of this call. And it's, yeah, it really just helps to raise your vibration and shift your relationship with food and just have so much freaking fun in the kitchen, cooking healthy stuff.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Before we go, so two things, where can people find you so that they can follow you? And I will definitely link it all in the show notes. And then I'll ask my final question.
1: Sure. So my website is mycom, and my Instagram is Hannah Period McKittrick, and I'm pretty active on that. And yeah, that's where you can
0: find me. So website, and there you have your program starting next week. Correct?
1: Yes, February twelfth.
0: February 12th starting and then the retreat is in May. I'll think that all. Before I let you go, Hannah, before I let you go, my question is, in the Mindy Mind community, we're all about being intuitive, being instinctual, silencing everyone else's expectations, alleviating yourself of the shoulds and really just minding your business. Your Mm -hmm. business is what makes you tick. How do you feel that becoming more intuitive and minding yours, how do you feel that can shift the legacy that you will leave?
1: Yeah. So I feel like I'm helping to show people another way of being. I can't tell you how many people come up to me and they're like, so this is your job? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, so like you do this full time? And I'm like, yeah. And it's obviously a lot of hard work, you know, as an entrepreneur. And it's also me being relentless about following what lights me up and doing whatever it takes to create a life around that. And following what lights you up is your intuition speaking to you. What feels exciting, that's your intuition. And so that is one of our highest paths that we can follow. And society tells us to do this, do this, do this, do this, or you're bad. And so I think one of my things that I help people do is, is show them another way of being with their lives, with their career, with their food in the kitchen. And that other way of being is in the joy.
0: Yeah. It's like liberation, freedom on a whole new level. Yeah. Amazing for being here today. Yes. Thanks for having me. Listeners, thank you for joining us and tuning in to another episode of Minding Mine. Remember, if this episode resonates with you, please comment, rate, and review. The feedback that you give always helps me grow. And until next time, go live your life on your terms. And please, mind your business. We'll catch you in the next episode.